Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Excuse me. Wow. Excuse the fuck you. I don't even know where to start. Let's dive right in. Hey. Hey. What a week. Well, what a couple weeks. What a couple weeks. <laughs> um, let's go straight in with the news from the desk of Annabelle. Oh, wow. No lube at all. We're just... <laughs> just raw dogging it. Straight in. Hand, straight in. <laughs> Sometimes that's nice. Sometimes I don't want foreplay. Sometimes I just want you to spit on it and just fucking throw it in there. No foreplay (laughs) at all. Okay. Well, the reason I'm doing that is because I'm nervous because I don't have anything prepared. So I'm just going to go from... I'm just going to go from yeah. my channel the celebrity tidbits that I've absorbed it's this a, week. It's <laughs> a bit of a, a, a vulnerable week for us, yeah. I think, because we're not prepared with a topic. A lot happened to both of us yeah. this week, which we are going to try to have the courage to share. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Who knows? But we know we can always depend on the news, so... From the desk of Annabelle Jones, it's not world news, it's not important news, it's Annabelle news. Okay, so I'm just going to riff. <laughs> riff I'm on the melody, feeling. girl. Riff on the melody. I'm just getting in the zone, I'm pulling from my subconscious of the things I've absorbed this week. Okay, get it, get it, I'm going to start with Erica Jane. You don't know who this is. Nope. Beverly Hills, Housewives. Um, I'm just gonna, nobody's here to talk to the, talk to, with me about this because you don't know what I'm talking about. No. Basically her husband is in like this massive federal suit and they were getting divorced at the time and she's been pulled into it. And on Housewives it's like, is she involved? Isn't she? Did she know? Didn't she? And it's like he's been taking money from like widows and shit. <gasps> so it's very V controversial. And um, how are the other housewives reacting? Some of them are like, oh my God, babe, we know you would never do this. And then some of them are like, bitch. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them. But there's this whole narrative around it, which I've been finding fascinating, where she'll walk in and she'll be like, (gasps) (sighs) it's not going to be all right for a long time. (laughs) Is that how she talks? I don't know if that's how it felt. That's how I experience it. When you it. do American accents, it's really entertaining. <laughs> can we just have an hour that's me t- making you do different accents from <laughs> yeah, around the US? Yeah, we, we can try it. Maybe not an hour. Maybe like five minutes. Okay, like a little yeah, segment. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We can try it. Okay, so do that voice again. Do Eric. again. I don't Jane know if again. I can. Come on, do no, it, do it, No, no, it. it's the first time I've done it. So sometimes I just, it happens and I can't do it again. Man. She's well, got if... a bit of a southern accent. All right. Mixed with like an LA accent. So anyway, Well, if you feel the like, desire yeah, yeah. to do it again during the episode, please do. As you know, I channel. Like, I just... <laughs> There's a lot of channeling going on today. I just, like, stretch to get into the zone. <laughs> I'm using the Alexander technique. Loosen it up. Loosen it up. <laughs> <laughs> Lamaze over here. Oh, no. That's made me dizzy. I know. Me too. <laughs> I need a second. Take a sip of tea. Take a sip of tea. Okay, so basically, there's this whole narrative around it. Like, everyone's like... Oh my God, Erica, like, what are you going to do for money? You know, and it's like... <laughs> what accent was that? <laughs> so everyone's just like... There's this one girl called... um, Like, Petri Dish or something. I don't know what her name is. But she's from Connecticut. But she has this weird English accent. There's, one like, a lot of situations happening on Housewives. And um, I do actually like her. I think she's quite funny. Um, but anyways, 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 there's this whole narrative around Erica Jane, like, not having money, she hasn't divorced, and I feel for her, I have to say, watching that shit was triggering for me when she's talking about, talk about red flags, and something we talked about last week was mm-hmm. people acting different uh, out, Oh yeah. and then when they're with you at home, treating you really badly, and mm-hmm. it seems to be that's, that's the situation that she was in. I mean, he treated her badly out as well, he would be like, I'm talking. Excuse me, Erica, I'm talking. You know, just shit like that. Yeah. Um, he's like 40 years older than her. Oh. He married her when Sounds she was like 28. And she was, um, he, she was 28 and he was like 
fifty something or whatever. Um, but anyways, 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 there's this whole thing where it's like she has no money. I'm like. This bitch has money, please. She has a million freaking followers on Instagram. She can sell some tummy tea. Yeah. She can do an event. She can make money. If Megan <clears throat> and Harry can do it, so can she. Exactly. Okay. Erica Jane can do it. And I just I just think it's funny, this whole thing where she'll be like, welcome to my house, it's very small. And it's like a beautiful <laughs> house. You know, her new house is like small, but it's like so beautiful people? and... You know, the whole thing, and it's like Erica Jane amid money problems. Oh, she's trying to keep up with the Joneses. She she can't just... She doesn't have rock star money anymore. She can't just, like, drop 30 Gs on a Birkin bag. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, boo fucking who? I've seen a lot of women in, in the Beverly Hills type who... It's all a competition, so it's competing with each other to the point that I was on vacation with a wealthy family once, and... The woman confided in me that she has fake jewels for vacation that are different from her jewels yeah, that she fair, wears at home. Fair, 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 fair. But her friend, who was also wealthy, who was on vacation with us, didn't know that. So oh. her friend had gotten a huge ring to compete with her, <gasps> not knowing that it was a fake. And when she found out, she was very upset. Oh, wow. It was high drama in Hawaii. High drama. Wow, 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 wow. High drama on Oahu. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, else is, what else is going on in the world of celeb gossip and trash TV, okay. Annabelle Jones? So mostly the reason I'm not prepared is because I've been spending every waking minute, either outside as I do, or watching Love Island UK, okay. which I think you should watch. Okay. See what Will, Add it to the see what Will thinks. He's going to hate it. Oh, he's going to... He'll gonna... hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll judge it. But, um, so... Why do you think Love I should Island, watch it? Just because I just think it's really great TV. Okay. It's like Big Brother, but with... Um, but it's all about dating and coupling up and... It's a little bit sexist, which I like. It's a little bit raunchy. There's like a thing they did last night where the boys had to like stick things down their pants and the girls had to dress up as police women and they would do like a sexy dance on the police van and then slide down the slide and then dance around in water and then they had to like be like you've been a naughty boy Mr. Aaron I'm gonna <laughs> take you into custody and then they like fiddle around in the boys knickers to feel what's what it is right <laughs> what's in there and it'll be like an aubergine a carrot a, cor- a courgette um, I don't want to watch these things. I just want you to give me the oh overview God, afterwards. it's such good TV. And then they take them to the fake jail cell, push them up against it, snog them, or like kiss them on the cheek or whatever. Yeah. And then they lock them in jail. And the controversy comes when like, say a single girl in the villa takes somebody else's man into, in the challenge and snogs him on the mouth, which Ooh. Chloe did last night <gasps> to her friend's man. And she stole her friend's man. No. Yeah. So it's like all that shit. And it's so entertaining. And you're just sitting there like, <laughs> she's never done that. And you're just like, you can't watch. And then there are some really messy girls in there. There's this girl in there that is crying all the time over this boy she's known five minutes and she went down the slide and like bashed her face on a gate and I'm just like honey you are trashy she goes to bed in her wig and she doesn't like she doesn't like take care of her hair and she doesn't like her makeup she is like really too white for her face so she's just like mad looking like the ring that so, girl from the ring yes. with the long hair and the white face. I'm just like, honey, no. Clamoring up a well. Get it together. Stop. Most of all, forget all of that. Just stop crying over a man you've known for 48 hours. I'll tell you the thing I love about Love Island is oh, it's just touching. When the people connect and they like fall in love, it's so sweet. And all the other islanders get so excited for them. And like the girls all help each other get ready for the dates. And I but just. But then they cheat on each other, you said, and they steal each no, other's partners. No, that, that happens like sometimes. But there's like this real camaraderie. And the boys are all like, oh, mate, did you kiss her? And then they all hug and jump around and they lend each other their shirts and like iron them for each other on the dates. And like they'll cuddle and. I love seeing the boys stick up for each other and like the girls will get each other ready and they call each other baby and cuddle and I just think it's... This sounds like something you should audition for. Oh, it is so cute. It sounds like you're... Oh, 
imagine, way of living. Imagine me going on to Love Island. I just turn up in a G-string bikini. My cellulite is just flubber-dobbing. And I'm just like, yes, honey. <laughs> like, my said. hair. Like, it's just blow. Because they do these things where the girls enter the villa. And they wear a bikini when they enter the villa. And they walk in. And oh it's God, like no. slow motion. So my tatas, they would just be like, boop, boop, boop. My cellulite. My hair. And then I'd walk in. I'd be like, hey, babes. <laughs> <laughs> yes you've told us you love um communal living so this sounds like your dream come true well we can talk about that later and how i may have changed my mind <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it might be better for you to be on the u.s version of this you could be the one token british the girl. token brit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. also you get more attention i will say love island uk posh people don't really do very well on it Right. There's always a posh and you're boy. Super posh. Posh. There's always a posh boy. He's always left out. He never does well. There's a boy this week, this time called Hugo, sweetest boy ever. PE teacher from my herd, Hampshire. Um, so Sounds sweet. like one of your ex boyfriends. So cute. Um, he's the first Love Islander with a disability. Technically, he has disabilities. He has what's it called when you've got like it's like a club foot or something, whatever. Mm. Um, there's never been a Love Islander with like any type of disability, supposedly. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. It's like been going on for seasons and seasons. Well, I but mean that's. I guess we've just had our first. Yeah, I guess we've just had our first Black Bachelor, so we can't. Uh, let's not run. Can't get ahead of ourselves. Like, Jesus. God forbid we should uh, let any more, you know, diverse people through the. I know. Through the door. Yeah. What? Through the what gate. What would happen? Last night, I had to stop myself at three episodes. And a new boy entered the chat. Teddy. Sexy black guy. Tall. Beard. Mm. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Can't wait the... to see about Teddy later. Teddy. We should have him on the show. I'd like to have him on more than the show. <laughs> on the desk of Lucy Walsh. <laughs> I have two very controversial questions for you. Okay. Oh. Uh, the first one is... Jeff Bezos has paid for himself to go to space. In his penis rocket. In his penis rocket. He yeah. paid $5.5 billion to float in space for four minutes. Um, a oh. lot of people are saying this is an abomination. Why yeah. wasn't that money? That money could have been used for many things on earth like cleaning up our cities with the homeless problem during you know that's occurred after the pandemic solving world hunger blah 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 i was just wondering what's your take on it do you think that the richest man on earth has every right to fuel himself to space and further space exploration in his mind or do you feel that that was kind of selfish and that could have been donated and used in other ways because people are very split down the middle on this. Yes, it's definitely like a big chat. Um, first of all, I just think when you've gotten so rich that you're like, let's spend five billy to go to space in a cock rocket. Cock rock. Um, <laughs> it's like, what's the, what's the last frontier when you're that rich? You've got everything. You can pay for anything. You can pay for anything when i say anything i mean you could probably pay to own the crown jewels if you want you're that rich so what else what other pleasures are there in life what other so i understand why these billionaires do this stuff because we're not built to have that many resources um so they've gone dead inside and they <laughs> need to feel something i think there is there is a bit of that and then also I think there I think there definitely has to be this like libidinal element to it where it's kind of as a man you've done everything. What else is That's there the to do? Frontier. What else can give you a boner, basically? Right. And um I think there's a little bit of that. Um now he really believes in this, in pushing the frontiers forward into space, and he says that he wanted to prove that this is going to be safe in the future, that this this these eleven minute suborbital trips that people are going to be able to buy in the future are safe, and but this was his end? way of pushing that. You know, like forward. to what end? Why? Well, to what end would be us living on Mars? We can't even handle our shit on Earth. Why are we trying to make it some other planet's problem? Is my opinion exactly. Well, and, that's how a lot of people feel. And so. I also feel like 
okay, Jeff Bezos, you're trying to go into space, okay? What are you going to be doing in space? I don't think you're going to be doing anything nice. You're not really doing anything nice here. So what are you going to do? Open up another Amazon fucking dropship facility where you're going to have um, fucking peasants being paid, serfs being paid $2 a day to live in space in a cubicle and work in your Amazon dropship facility is where my mind goes. Because when someone shows you who they are, believe them, whether they're on Earth or they're in motherfucking space. <laughs> you said it, girl. Now, the next news story I have that's also very what do you controversial. Think? I think I think it's very easy for people to tell other people how to spend their money. Totally. And at the end of the day, you've earned billions of dollars and you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. Anything. You can do anything you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, I don't know much about Jeff Bezos personal. I don't. I know nothing about the man personally. I would hope that he's a humanitarian and involved with programs here on Earth where he is funding help for his fellow Earthlings. Yeah. But I don't know what he's involved in. All I know is that I have witnessed people very ready to tell other people how to spend their money. And I wouldn't, I don't feel that he shouldn't have done it. I yeah. think, great, if you want to do that and you can afford it, you should fund it. And I do believe in exploration of space. I do believe okay. in that. Why do you believe in that? Because to me, it's an incredible feat that humans have figured that out, how to do that. And who knows where it will lead. But I think that is an innate human desire is to explore the unknown. Yeah. To colonize. <laughs> Again, I'm not very educated yeah, in this yeah, realm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's happening with all the governments trying to get to space. I don't know what their end goal is. To me, it doesn't seem like a bad thing that we can photograph farther than we've ever been able to before, yeah. make sense of our universe, make sense of, of the physical world. To me, that doesn't yeah. seem like uh, a, a harmful thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a really nice way to look at it. I think I just don't trust us. I don't trust anybody. So I, I'm just like, nah. I, this is just, we've already fucked this up, and now we're going to go and what and go into space and fuck something else up. There's already space trash and junk. There's shit out there that just... Yeah, I know. We, dump, like, we dump our stuff, We're we? already polluting space. It's like, we don't deserve it. We, so you, <laughs> you think we have fucked this planet within an inch of its life and we don't deserve to expand and do that to other planets. Absolutely not. I we haven't that. proved that we are allowed the privileges of that. Right. It's like take care of what you're given and then you'll be given more. Yeah, it's very that simple. It's what applied. your children it's what you teach children. That hasn't applied. No. Here. No. Fuck space, that's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay what's Would you story? go? No. You wouldn't go. I don't even want to go. I don't even want to go to like Russia. Tarzana. <laughs> like I'm not trying to even you go. You want to go to Encino? I'm not even trying to go to places on this earth. I don't want to go to space. That's none of my business. Wow. I th I don't think I would go either. Just because I'm I don't want to go in that little vessel. No. Up into the sky. No. I just like that the lady's name was Wally Funk. Oh, it's a lady. Wally Funk. Yeah. Yeah, because he took a few <clears throat> guests with him. Yeah. Wally Funk was a woman. Yeah, okay. Wally Funk. She was like in her 80s. She was meant to do the first, she was meant to be part of the first space exploration, but she never got to go for whatever reason. Oh yeah, she's an aviator. She He took his brother. His brother. Which seems stupid just because if they died, like who's going to take over the empire? Exactly. And then this 18-year-old, 19-year-old boy from Texas who didn't really have much to say. Okay, I'm going to need more details about the boy out of high school. I don't. Who, who is that? It's like the son of one of his mates or something, oh. but he didn't really have much to say. He just seemed like... A little spaced out. <laughs> All right, next story. Next story. Listen, so this... So the Olympics are going on, right? Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of watching many competitions. Yeah, have you yeah. been following? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, so... Not really my bag. I like the Winter Olympics. It's not really my bag either. I basically just walk in while Will's watching it is what Canoeing, I mean Canoeing, really? Table yeah. tennis? Yeah, Wait, I know. this is an Olympic sport? I know. Do yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, but there is this top story that... Uh, a white woman athlete, and I'm saying that because it's part of the issue here, 
Megan Rapinoe promotes mm-hmm. CBD use. Okay. Uh, she said she's a U.S. soccer superstar and Olympian. Uh-huh. She's been slinging her own CBD products and promoting their benefit for athletes at the Olympics. And people are outraged because... Because it's the devil's lettuce. <laughs> the black sprinter, Shakari Richardson, tested positive for marijuana earlier this month mm-hmm. and was banned. Yeah. So they don't understand how it's acceptable in this case, but mm-hmm. not in the other woman's case. And they're, they're claiming that the difference is that smoking marijuana is about THC. Yeah. Whereas this campaign is about CBD. Yeah. Which is good for you in a lot of ways, whereas THC just gets you high. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't just get you high. It helps a lot of people. Yeah, I um, mean, it does, yeah. but that's where they are say- yeah. they're defending themselves, saying that we were able to, you know, we were right in banning her from the games because of the pot smoking, <clears throat> and this is different. But people are saying it's a white-black issue. Like Simone Biles, that the gymnast who just dropped out. Mm-hmm. She, oh, she dropped out? Yeah, she dropped out this week. She said she could... The, she it was said medical reasons and now I think it's coming out this like mental health stuff uh-huh. the pressure and everything and there are um, like whisperings of like abuse and whatever whatever I don't know I don't know enough about the story but um, so she's left this week and oh, I don't know I I think that here's the thing she, you know she did a bunch of moves I think it was a few months ago this year I can't remember if it's this year or last year excuse my timeline um but she did this amazing um routine and she created these moves yeah they're called the bile okay right they've been banned because they're deemed to be too dangerous they're her signature moves have Uh, been banned yeah so because she's so good she's being penalized but they're she created them and she can do them so sorry that everyone else isn't good enough to beat her or do the moves and that they're considered dangerous. To me, that's just, you, you want you want to see that happening to a white person. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. And on the flip side of that, I watched this girl, an ex, um, Olympian, like gymnast girl, whatever, on the news yesterday, and she was just kept talking about the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And she, she said something along the lines of like, <clears throat> You know, at the end of the day, these are all really good people. And the most important thing is that they are good people and that they're happy and healthy. It's it's not the winning that, that matters. And I'm like, bitch, this is the Olympics. Yeah, why are you here? What the fuck? What are you talking about? No one cares if they're nice people. We don't care anything about the kind of people they are. Can you win for our country or not? Mm-hmm. This is what, this is gladiators. Yeah. I don't care what kind of person you are. I don't care to know. This is a thousand-year-old tradition that is about, about the last man standing. And that's, I think, such a like sign of the times we're in. Where it's like, okay, it's just about like just be a nice person, be a good person, and you know, if you're winning too much, we don't want to make other people feel. Well, mad. it's the crap that I've talked about before, which is I highly disagree with every kid getting a trophy. I think that's it's a ridiculous. really dangerous way to lump everybody together and make people mediocre. That's what it does. And Simone Biles is not mediocre. She's no, extraordinary. She's exceptional. But she's not allowed to be exceptional. No, because everybody has to get a cookie. That's right. Look, it's the same way I feel about Gwyneth Paltrow, okay? I fucking love Gwyneth Paltrow. Everyone hates Gwyneth I love Paltrow Gwyneth. so much. They Shout think out to Gwyneth. She, they think she's got Marie Antoinette syndrome. Everyone's mad at how expensive her th- things are, her cooking, and this, that, and the other. Okay, it's not for you. And she's earned that shit. Sorry that you're not rich and can't afford it. Neither am I. I'm not spending $25. I can't afford goop. $28 <laughs> on a fucking type of pimenton fucking herb for my thing. I'm going to buy neither. this shit fucking 365 kind that costs $2. Exactly. I'm not going to cry about it. It's not for me. It's for rich people. I'm not going to buy her $300 eye cream. I'm going to go to CVS and get the yeah, $5.99. But I still love me some Winnie. I know. Like, why are people mad? It's not for you. Sorry. Anyway. I know. <laughs> so the bottom line here is somebody tweeted, in the same vein that Shakari Richardson was barred from competing for cannabis use, Megan Rapinoe is doing sponsored ads about how much cannabis helps her stay centered as an athlete. So the other side of this, right, is this is the whole debate with um, the legalization of marijuana and, and um, 
CBD in general is it's that we still have people serving 30 years in prison for possession of a joint yeah. from before it was legalized. Mm-hmm. They are still in prison. Yet there are models, white fucking models, online, and, and obviously this is predominantly black people are in prison for um, possession and consumption and use of marijuana because obviously whatever they can do to put black people away is what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You or I would not go to jail for having a joint. Right. A black man will. So that's the whole that's the whole controversy around it in general. Is that like why in California hasn't every single person that went to jail for possession been freed? Because it's legal now. They should be free. That's a really good point. And some people would argue, oh, they broke the law when it was illegal. Okay. Well, now they're sure. excused. They're excused. The laws have changed. We've grown. We have different science. We've evolved. We've moved on. Exactly. So let's let these people out of jail and stop glorifying like fucking white models touting marijuana online when we can't even get people out of jail or like this bitch can't even smoke her marijuana to make her running it's career true. better. It's true. You know, Annabelle, that's the end of the news, by the way. But this, this really... This was my week. Yesterday, I had a really sad day, and I and I, I cried last night for a long time, because I'm sad about the hypocrisy mm. that I'm seeing yeah. all around in my personal life and at large. Yeah, with the governments and the news, I'm sad. All I see is illogical thinking, yeah. contradictory beliefs, yeah. and it makes me want to just move to, to the, the woods, middle of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I mean, Henry Thoreau moving to Walden Pond and writing Walden, yeah. I think is a really important read for people. That was his point. He could not stand it. Yeah. It's nothing new, but... It seems to be very ramped up right now. Oh, of course it is. I mean, it's been ramped up since Trump took office. And I just wish for <sighs> myself and for others that we would cut the shit and think. Use your brain. People don't fucking think, Lucy. People literally don't fucking think that's a problem. People do not engage logical thinking. They just fucking... Guns out. Draw. Like, they're just firing shots left, right, and center, and it's... You and I both had experiences this week that we should find a gentle way to talk about right now that are along these lines. It's not feeling gentle, Lucy. It's feeling rough. <laughs> I know I'm trying to ease ease into it somehow. Because I think it's important. Damn it. I don't want to keep these stories to myself when they could yeah shed light on something for somebody who's listening because they're important things so lucy here's the here is let's just go in rough and ready you've been fired from a job this week because you're unvaccinated but not just because you're unvaccinated but because somebody's listened to this podcast and finds your opinion about getting vaccinated right now to be so dangerous and out of control and crazy that they don't want you to teach their child. That's right. And I said to you, are you teaching their child science? <laughs> and you said, no, I'm teaching them piano. So I'm just wondering how often the the topic of the vaccine comes up with the four-year-old in question that you teach the piano to. You know, I've actually been pretty quiet around the child yeah, about yeah, my yeah. beliefs about mm. the vaccine. Yeah, it was a very jarring experience. And I care <clears throat> deeply about this family. Yeah. And I don't mean to upset them by what I'm going to say, but the woman asked me to get together in person. Yes. Okay. Which was the beginning of the contradiction. Yeah. Get together in person to tell me that they wouldn't be seeing me anymore. Yeah. In person. Because you're unvaccinated. Three feet from my face. Yeah. Telling me that they don't want to be three feet from my face. Yeah. Yeah. First thing that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it's not adding up. I respect how everybody feels about the vaccine, just as I would hope to be respected about how I feel about it. Yeah. So if you have a problem with an unvaccinated person in your home, that's okay. Mm. At the end of the conversation, 
I said, well, I suppose after this conversation that I should leave by going around the side of the house. Yeah, to not bring your uh, germs inside of the since house. Since the topic, since the issue at hand is me being in your home unvaccinated, uh-huh. I should walk around the side yeah, to leave. If you could take the servant's exit, that would be That's preferable. Right. <laughs> at which point she says, no. My son wants to say goodbye to you. Yeah. He loves you. Yeah. Which blew my mind. Yeah. So did, so... So I went inside. Yeah. I put my mask on. Yeah. The son came and hugged me for a long time. Yeah. This is tragic. The three of us were on the verge of tears. Yeah. I'm very close with the people I choose to teach. Yeah. I don't teach a lot of people, but the ones I choose, I become very close with. Yeah. The boys you know emotional I'm emotional she's emotional I felt that I didn't need to be told that in person I know yeah it made no sense because the issue is being in In close proximity to each other being in person so that was irrelevant yeah they're trying to protect him from me yeah and yet they asked me to hug him inside the house it was completely illogical I just thought Nobody knows what they're saying. No, and people don't think they d- they don't care to question it. Like for instance, now isn't haven't they like said now that COVID doesn't live on surfaces? I can't keep up with it. Like, All I know it's been it's been a minute since they like said COVID doesn't live on surfaces or whatever. Like it's not um transmissible enough th- through surfaces. Yet here I am hand sanitizing all the time because I'm not actually really sure. You know, and it's like everything I read, I'm not sure. And I think that's the thing that we have to remember is like, as frustrating as this is, and as completely insane as it is, we are being driven insane because we are given a different message every single fucking week by these people. And we have been now for 18 months. We are given a different message every day. The unvaccinated are being vilified. completely. Vilified in the news. It's actually psycho. If you do your research, I know two people last week, fully vaccinated, that came down with COVID again. Just as bad as it had been the first time. I've seen a hundred people on my timeline. And when I said that to the woman, she threw her hands up and she said, I'm not gonna go there. So that happened. And then there is pressure from the movie studios that they will now only hire vaccinated people. NBC, Netflix. Yep. Who else, anyone else yet? Sean Penn just walked off the set of his television show. Uh, and said he wouldn't come back to work until everybody was vaccinated. And not only that, but my family, I'm isolated from my family. Nobody will see me in person. I'm feeling, Annabelle, very, very pressured and coerced into getting vaccinated, I have to say. And it's heartbreaking to me because I'm not trying to harm anyone. The last thing I would want to do is kill another human. I'm scared of what the vaccine will do to my body. And the reason I compare it to 1950s communism, which when I said that to the woman, she threw her hands up again and didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. The reason I compare working in Hollywood right now with these new vaccination... Um, stipulations. Stipulations is because back then when communism happened, and if you don't know about it, you can look it up, find out what it was all about, but people in Hollywood were stopped from working unless they complied. Yeah, CIA had like a shit list, isn't it? And like there loads was a of shit the, list, you were blacklisted. musicians were on it. And I mean, a lot of great art came out of it and a lot of great movements came out of it. That's right. But like, I feel like Bob Dylan and that whole crew, they were all investigated and like that whole folk world, weren't they like on the CIA shit list for being commies? <laughs> I'm not sure who was, but I'm listening to a lot of old actresses' biographies right now. Lucille Ball. They all went through these things. And people didn't work. Yeah. People had to find new <clears throat> lives. Yeah. They had to go elsewhere. They were out of the game. And I see it happening again. Yeah. Only this time we're being forced to actually put a substance into our body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want to stay yeah. in the game. Woo. And I don't know how to justify that. That that goes against how I feel about it, and it is heartbreaking to me that I that I might get it. If because there's one thing that's going to get Lucy Walsh to get vaccinated, it's somebody coming at her about her career. <laughs> it's the only thing that will ever get you vaccinated. It's my livelihood. Yeah, my acting is everything yeah. to me. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
How bad do you want it, Lucy? No, I don't want it that bad. I don't want it that bad. But the pressure builds up from every side. Regardless of whether my, my, um, I mean, they did want their kids vaccinated, but like, regardless of whether my family want the kids and the family vaccinated or not, my nephew cannot step foot on a college campus without being vaccinated. My niece cannot attend high school unless she's vaccinated, junior high school, unless she's vaccinated. Um, they're not giving you a choice. It's not really a choice. It's, they're no, it's no longer a choice. They're just cocking everyone and just saying like, sorry, you have a choice, but you actually don't have a choice. And I hate this like, I hate the footballification of our, of every fucking issue now in America. It's like, it went to absolute, you know, peak, uh, velocity when Trump was in office and it, it just created this like us and them thing and that was a narrative all the time conservatives versus liberals um magas versus antifa like it became a political issue and it never should and have been everything, a political issue everything now is that and even and it's like both sides have gotten pulled into it and what are you what do you expect people to think Lucy when you've got representatives from the white house saying that this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated, even though the whole point of the vaccine is that it stops you dying, it doesn't stop you getting COVID. So even that doesn't make sense in itself, but this is what they're putting out there. So of course the people are gonna get riled up and go, fuck the unvaccinated, they're fucking ruining everything for us. And it's like, it's coming from the top down, as always, the division. There is nothing that can have you, that can have a population better under the thumb than division. And it, it, it's working great for them, you know, and it, and it will continue to do so. Um, because if it's not Trump, it's the vaccine. If it's not Trump, it's the, it's co- it's the race riots. It's race riots. It's the fucking um, insurrection, I say. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, it's COVID. It's lockdown. It's now that's over. It's vaccine. It's like they've got us so whipped up at this point that it's just so easy to keep drip feeding everyone and keep everyone in this frenzied state. And nobody is learning from from any of these situations. Nobody is looking at the experience that they've had over the last four years and going, do you know what, I got whipped up and I got whipped up with Trump and then I got whipped up with the riots and then I got whipped up with the insurrection and then I got whipped up with COVID and then I got whipped up with um, lockdown and I got whipped up with, now I'm getting whipped up with this. Nobody's learning, Mm -hmm. nobody's thinking. And it is enough to drive you mad. It is, it is maddening. Um, <clears throat> and this is why I don't think we deserve to go to space. Right. <laughs> it's just like we literally are fucking we idiots. No space. We are fucking idiots. And for me, it's just like, I'm grateful to everyone that does get vaccinated. We need vaccination rollout to happen. There are a lot of people who cannot get vaccinated. Yes. And what the what my issue is here is that there is no empathy around this conversation. No. It's all I see online, on Twitter, fucking Sarah Silverman the other day was like, fuck you unvaccinated people, suck a thousand pussies, you're ruining everything for everyone. It's like, but do you understand? You are in a position where you could be educating people on why they should be vaccinated leading a conversation um instilling what people need is to feel secure in their decision the last thing that is going to get people to vaccinate is you telling them they're a dumb piece of shit yeah if you want people to vaccinate include them in the conversation walk them through it and if you don't want to sit down and shut your fucking mouth it's not just take the vaccine or you're a fucking piece of shit Sorry, that's Mm -hmm. not enough. Mm -hmm. It just isn't enough. Every other thing that we put in our bodies, drugs, food, everything, has ingredients on it. How many calories, how much sugar, how much everything. You're telling us to check everything that goes in our bodies and then you're telling us not to. You're telling us it's on surfaces and then you're telling us not to. You're telling us to wear masks and then you're telling us not to. It's all a contradiction. People are confused. So instead of being angry at them, make them feel safe and encourage them to get the vaccine. I am not getting it because I have one ovary. Mm -hmm. And we do not know, I don't care what anyone fucking says, any doctor or scientist worth their salt will tell you, we know it's safe right now, but we don't know it's safe in the future. And we can't know until the future fucking happens. I mean, there's a reason that this this stuff usually takes five years to 
to be developed, you know, and I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. And I'm not ready yet. I'm really cannot wait for the data to come through. I cannot wait for there to come a time where either I can't I, wait to feel more comfortable. I know because I'm just so I'm it. so tired of feeling like a piece of shit because I'm I not know. vaccinated. That got to me yesterday. It really got to me. It's been coming from all sides, and looks like I'm gonna be a a painter in the Scottish Highlands for the next five years, <gasps> which is fine. I let's talk about your week. Um, I fucking hate talking about COVID and I fucking hate talking about the vaccine, but it's just like such a thing in our lives that it's, it's like, we can't avoid it. I mean, we could, we could just never talk about it, but I don't know. I just don't know if that's I mean, authentic this, or helpful. Right. When we continued this podcast after Ryan and Max died, that was why we wanted to continue was to be authentic and helpful. And so... <laughs> Yeah. It's a reality right now that everybody's going through in some way, whether they're the ones pressuring other people yeah. or they're being pressured. Or they're not sure or whatever. You know, they can't... You know, it's My point is we should be able mm. to share the facts on both sides with each other without throwing our hands exactly. up and saying, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, exactly. That's the idiotic part. I had a lot of stuff to work through this week, and you did too. Let's talk about that. Um, oh God, I've had such a weird time, like, so, I'm moving, you know. Yes. End of August, we I'm getting out We just found out there. that you are moving. I'm ready, I feel really ready. I'm feeling good, I don't feel sad. Now, when you approached moving a few months ago, you didn't quite feel ready No, yet. I didn't feel ready. So what do you think has um, shifted now? I just think I gave myself the time I needed, and... I'm completely done with LA and that's like a big revelation for me that I am able to not have an ego about being a city dweller and just go, you know what? I'm done. Time to move to the suburbs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as there's such, I think we have such ego around it and as younger yeah. women and uh, people, it's like you failed if you leave, and for me, I feel like I've won. Yes, I'm just like, no, I've won. I feel like I won too. Yeah, I said to Will yesterday, anytime <clears throat> you're ready to go, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be in the city. No, and it feels really good. I feel excited to. It's a call that's been inside of me for the longest time. The city has never been for me. I've just always made it work for my career, yeah. and it's. Like, no, it's just not for me. It's not the type of person I am. I like to be outside. I'm like a dog with a cozy bed inside, but chooses to sleep out in the bush. Mm. You know, that's me. Um, so I just feel ready to say goodbye to this dumpster fire of an industrial state piece of shit fucking trash hole city. Trash can of a... Um, and I'm out. I'm good. I'm done. And I'm ready for my new life. Um, and... Are we still planning on my shed. the Amalfi Coast? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to travel there. I know. As a dirty, <laughs> Not that you can go as anywhere. As a fucking filthy, undocumented... A filthy, undocumented murderer. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been interesting. I had, leading on from that Red Flags chat that we had, that brought up so much of me. I find it so interesting when we have those episodes... And then in the week after, I'm like reeling from the episode, Me thinking too. about everything we chatted about and everything that it brought up. It brought. I had a dream that night after we recorded about my ex that we spoke about, and we were at a party and I was trying to get his attention, and I just felt it all again. Oh wow! Uh, it was right. You were right back in uh, it. It was really bad. Yeah, and, that um, episode was a hit. I heard from people because we release our episodes on Saturday night. I heard from people Sunday morning. Mm. Loved it. it. It was really helpful. For me, I had the same reaction. I had a lot of crazy dreams. A mm -hmm. lot of emotional stuff came up that I didn't even know was sitting inside of me yeah. still. Yeah, I know. I felt the same way. It brought up so much shit. That's why I was like getting t like sweating and feeling like stressed out when we were chatting. Yeah. Um, but that conversation made me think about a lot of things. It kind of prepared you a little bit for something that happened to you. Well, it just... This week? No, it just kind of... I keep trying to lead you there. <laughs> you don't need to. It, we talked about toxic people and red flags. And I had a big realisation in my life in the last two weeks. And 
it was that you know that quote I said to you at the end of the episode I said to you everything outside of you is an aspect of you yeah okay well (laughs) maybe I should take my own advice (laughs) um so I really had to confront after that and some other things that have been going on in my life the type of people that I bring into my life and the type of people I allow in Mm -hmm. and the main thing here is my main takeaway is not looking at them but looking at me what am I bringing to this situation what am I doing where is my issue here what do I need to look at what do I need to address it's called taking responsibility and I need to really really watch myself about the people I bring in I need to take responsibility because guess what when I bring someone into my life Lucy they're in your life too Mm. and they're in my other friends lives and they're in my family's lives true so I need to be careful about who I drag in through the door because everybody's going to experience them even if it's just a little bit and even if it's because they've affected you so now you are affecting other people in your life exactly it's a domino effect Mm -hmm. and and I also think that it affects them and they associate it with you with you yeah forever yeah yeah and it's really really has been a big wake-up call for me the last two weeks of be careful and mindful and take time to consider who you bring in through the door i am a doors open open house policy all live together throw them all together person talking about all of the friends you know mixing them together yes um which i stand by i think for a party great um (laughs) for a wedding great great but for a long-term commitment situational commitment you have to be really really careful um who you are inflicting on yourself and other people yeah and um the reason it hit me so hard is because I realized I am repeating a pattern that my mother and my father both had my whole life that caused me a lot of pain and made me lose trust and respect for them. Whoa. My mum and dad are so sweet and kind and will do anything for anyone. And they will, if you are down on your luck or or you, or you need help, you can call David or Anita. They will help you. Okay, well, sometimes they shouldn't. The things you've told me about your life, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. and, it, and I'll it, never forget you saying that your mom would, you would fall asleep on the cat, like on a pile of clothes or something. Coats at the restaurant or the bar. Coats, or whatever, yeah. you'd fall asleep on the coats. Um, I don't know if that. Sorry, I don't know if I should. No, that's go there really fine. Yeah, that. I, I openly talk like, about because that a lot. I, I, from what I'm understanding, yeah. when you shared those kinds of things with me, it it was because what you were saying was there were people around Always, that they yeah. were taking care of. Yeah, and so you maybe didn't get taken care of as much exactly. as you needed. Exactly. So the reason I was on the pile of coats is because my dad was a touring working musician. So we'd be hopping around. We'd be going to bars, we'd be going to, after the show, we'd be at dinner or whatever it was. Okay, well... He was pulled in all these directions. Yeah, he was pulled in these directions. And so if if I'm there without my mum and there's no babysitter, I'm not being sent back to the bus on my own and I'm not going to be left in a hotel room on my own. That was dangerous for, for our personal family um, like beliefs. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Um, so it's... You're gonna come to the restaurant, but you might just we might just put a cozy pile of coats down and you huddle up on those until dinner's over and then right. we'll carry you to bed. And that's how I was raised. I would fall asleep in the car, I'd fall asleep at the pub, I'd fall asleep on the road, I'd fall asleep behind the stage, I'd fall asleep in the dressing room. It was very, very normal. And did that give you a <clears throat> sense of not safety? 
Like, Maybe, not, like, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. I mean, of course, it's disruptive, and there's no routine. It's and, there's no, and it's not it doesn't feel secure. At the time, children are so adaptable. They will adapt to any situation. They will. But so, now that you're able to look back on that and see how I it shaped you. I can see that it was, you know, it was a little... Yeah, it was not the best. Um, you know, get a nanny. <laughs> Have a nanny around. Um, yeah. And that's fine. My parents were doing their best that they could do. Yeah. It's now my job to learn from my experiences. And sometimes I think our parents teach us not by showing us what's right, but by showing us what's wrong. Amen. And I have no resentment, resentment towards my parents for any of that. And I think it makes my life interesting and it makes me a colorful and diverse person mm-hmm. with experiences that are not normal. And I would never change a single thing. Mm-hmm. However, I need to learn moving forward and make adjustments. I don't need to bring every waif and stray through my front door and inflict them on everyone in my life. Because I have a feeling that I can help them or I think they're sweet and everyone around me is going, eh, I'm not sure about this. And I'm like, no, 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 it's, it's going to be great. Look, I, I'll, I'll make this good and I'll take care of things. And yeah, well, no. no. One in ten times, you can do that. I think the rest of the time, people generally are who they are and when they show you who they are, believe them. Yes. You know, and it's it was a huge fucking wake-up call for me because I this behavior I've had in my life for the first time clicked in in a way that I could relate to oh my god I've learned this from my parents and I need to change it mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I was racked with guilt over everyone around me that I've inflicted these people onto mm. and I immediately went and apologized to everyone didn't apologize to me well I've just seen you bitch so I'm sorry, you fucking cunt. For good old what's his face. <laughs> good old what's his majiga chops. <laughs> That's really, really interesting what you're saying. That learned behavior. That's all it is. It is, yeah. Just learned behavior. It is. That's all. You can change it. 100%. Not the end of the world, but if you continue down the road of doing the same thing again and again, like a goddamn moron, then... Then there's a problem. Welcome yeah. to turning into your parents. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I mean, we all do anyway. Of course, but, yeah. you know, the stuff that pissed you off, it doesn't need to become a fucking feature in your no, life. No, it's meant know? to be learned from and a different choice to be made. Exactly. And that's beautiful that you're thinking that way about how the people you choose affect... The, uh, the people yeah. who are already in your life. I, I have never thought of it that way, but you're so right. And taking responsibility for it and that clicking into place for me and dropping down into my body made me feel so much better. When you have a heavy pail to carry and you need to carry it for yourself, do that. Don't, don't make it everyone else's is problem. You know, say, you know what? I overfilled my pail. Water is splishy splashing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've made a mess. Here's how I'm going to clean it up. I need to rethink I this. I apologize. I'm going to let me rethink this. Let me adjust. All of a sudden, your pail isn't heavy for everyone around you. It's when you don't take responsibility mm-hmm. and you don't address and it's fucking everyone splashing else. everyone. As soon as you take responsibility for your own choices your own shit everything gets easier for you and those around you I think in my experience I agree life gets happier life gets easier things go your way your relationships become happier you live longer yeah healthier (laughs) more like you know more wholehearted person yeah and you can then help others better yeah. You can't help anybody around you when your pail of milk is slish sloshing everywhere. I like how you All chose your... milk. Yeah, I, I picture you walking like in a milkmaid outfit. Okay. With a wooden pail. Of oat milk. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> oat milk didn't exist back in the 1700s. No, but it's now. It's now times. Oh, I see you yeah, like yeah. In, in this life. I see you like in the French country. What you're side. saying? Sorry, I think you're attacking me right now, and you're saying I've had this dysfunction for, for many lifetimes until since the fucking 1700s in France. You have been carrying a very over overflowing milk pail. A milky pail. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, you're making me carry a fucking pail. Exactly. Yeah. Not getting everyone else wet. Milky. <laughs> Do you know who Caroline Calloway is? No. Oh, damn. This is my last thing. Okay, what is it? Okay, this probably should have been on the desk of because this would have made, like, good, like, celeb gossip. And it includes me. So, oh my god, yes, you told me you had, like, some... Okay, so... There's this girl I follow called Caroline Calloway. Else. Maybe some people know who she is. She's a writer and she had this controversy because her and her friend had this influencer page where they were like pretending to be one person and it got exposed that it wasn't one person and that it was a scam. So Caroline has now been labeled like a scammer and she's so smart. She's um, kind of using it. Using it. And her whole thing is like scammer. Um, and she sells a face oil that's called snake oil and she's brilliant i think wow. she's brilliant do i always agree with her no do i love everything she does no absolutely not i don't love anything i even do so apparently people don't agree with us on this yeah. show <laughs> i'm getting <laughs> but, fired left uh, and right <laughs> but i think she's a brilliant artist i think she's a true eccentric and a true artist and i love that i get to follow her and be a part of her process and watch her um, and read her work and be in her world. I mm. think there are so few people like that now. You know, during uh, different periods in history when fucking Fitzgerald and Hemingway and all these people were around, this bitch would have been at the party topless reading her latest, like, poem. You know, yeah. smoking a cigarette. She's wacky. She's, lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, she's great. I think she's a true artist, true eccentric. Anyway, she posted a trauma meme. You know how I love a good trauma meme. Love a good trauma meme. And I commented it and I said, the pettiness, stunning. Yes. Great meme about Natalie. Can you post this this week? On she Instagram? dragged me. She dragged me to the high heavens. What do you mean? She thought I was insulting her. So she dragged me to death. No. Yeah, on her Instagram page. And then I got a barrage of shit and I got people in my mentions saying, she's a fucking narcissistic bitch. I'm sorry that happened to you. And then I got people fucking at me on the thing. Oh my God, you were agreeing <clears throat> with her. I know. She didn't... She She's so defensive because... Right, she's so I used to being... I understand that she is so defensive and I would be too because she... She's up in arms. It's up in arms because she's fucking treated like shit by people for what happened. And she's labelled, and we all know, once you've been labelled, the chances of you being unlabelled, slim to none. Yeah. yeah. You have so to you have to be very ten careful. Ten times as hard. To make sure the thing you are labelled as is the thing you want to be labelled as. That's why I'm so impressed by her, because she's turned it into her brand. Yeah. Um, so she dragged me to the high heavens, and oh, I got no. dogpiled. And if you know me, and you follow me on Twitter... You know, there is nothing I love more than being trolled and dragged. Yeah. I love it. I don't know why. It gives me a thrill. I think it's hilarious. So did you go back at her? No, I was very nice. You just took it? I said, darling. Did you try to set the record straight? Yeah, I said, darling, you've completely misunderstood where I'm coming from. I literally said this. I said, I think your meme is great. And I think... You need to express yourself however you need to until you don't need to anymore. And I think your sense of humor, pettiness, is the best way to handle it. Laughter is a great, you know, if anyone knows about a spicy trauma meme, it's Annabelle Jones. Mm -hmm. I should send her some of mine. I know. Um, <laughs> then she'd understand yeah, what she's and dealing then with. She, what did she say? She responded to me and she said... Hey, I just publicly dragged you, so I want to publicly apologize to you. Oh, that's nice. And she responded really well, because you know what? Because I didn't go in on her and go, listen, you fucking bitch. Like, nothing. I was just like, hey, no, babe. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love you. I think you're great. I think you're quality. We're just, everybody calm down. People must have <laughs> loved this. How did so I miss out on this? I, I know, I'll send, I'll send you screenshots. And she said, this will be a great story 
of how we became in real life friends. I love it. She's like, this will be our meet cute. And I I wrote back and I said, no worries. That sounds adorable. Wow. Well, that is really interesting and spicy. And I really enjoyed being dragged through the mud. Love it. It's like, I don't have to self-harm anymore. I can just go on Twitter and shit posts and they just give me the same thrill. Exactly. (laughs) You don't have to lift a finger against yourself. You can just... I don't even need a pail. Somebody else will (laughs) fucking clobber me with theirs. She clobbered you with her milk pail. I liked it. (laughs) I really liked it. It got me going. made me feel alive. What is this next week going to bring? Jesus, things are ramping up. So anyway, you fucking filthy, undocumented scum, I'll see you next week. (laughs) Okay, you disgusting. Oh, you can't even insult me. You're so sweet. You can't even do it. I love you. Stop stroking my head. I love you. I'm up in arms. (laughs) I said I love you. Love you.